0: yeah as if we're taking off
1: (laughs) going live in five four three two and i think we are we are live are we live have we done it have we done it are we live we live give us a shout out give us a shout out if anyone if anyone can see us live right now uh do you know what i should have done i should have uh i should have cross posted to your to your page oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> it's a bit i think i don't know if i can oh i think i oh uh, it might be a little bit it might be a little bit tricky to cross post it now yeah
0: probably just add difficulties when you start trying to do tech live should we let's <laughs> just figure it out
1: live let's just spend the next half an hour forget forget doing an interview together we'll just we'll just try and figure out if how we can cross post it yeah uh, that's it <laughs> <laughs> we got a few people in. we got a few people in Give us a shout out. Give us a shout out. Anyone, uh, do get do get on the share, Harvey, if you can. Uh, yeah, I'm doing and it now. And to, I'll give a, I'll do, I do one of my, I do one of my little intros just before, uh, just before we get going. So, hello and welcome to another edition of Overviewed, a series in which I interview a member of the drum and bass community. Uh, a member of the Extended Overview family. And with me this evening, I have a very special guest, uh, fresh off the back of his debut EP on Overview, which is currently sitting at number two in the release charts right now. Another producer who's been steadily on the rise for uh, a number of years. Uh, He is straight out of the drum and bass capital of the world, aka Bristol. Without further ado, welcome. Welcome. Harvey Creatures.
0: Easy Pete. <laughs> <Congrats world. laughs> <laughs> you need to get some canned laughter and claps and stuff like uh, that so you can do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get a little like um, what, what, like, like, a, like a sampler or like a live. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. You could just use Ableton or something like that and just do it from there. Or get, yeah, like you say, a little
1: sample. I mean you you are talking to you are talking to me who yeah, has no true. idea with that kind of stuff. I mean I just <laughs> if someone wants to help me set it up so we could get it. That would be good. A little bit of cam laughter, maybe some air horns. <laughs> yeah. Uh we need to get Skibber, like barking, like
0: little like yeah. you know
1: <laughs> the the usual, the usual. Um so how how are you doing my friend? How how are you how are you today?
0: Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm not too bad. Um yeah, I'm just super excited after after the announcement. It's all just so um it almost feels like we're in the real world again. I dunno. So just <laughs> constantly in a good mood at the moment.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. It's uh it's been a bit of a surreal few days, I think, since getting that announcement and then uh everything kind of yeah, starting to go back again. Like you're saying, a lot of positive kind of uh a lot lot of positive things you're just saying that you've you've obviously you've got a few bookings in already
0: yeah they're coming in it's exciting i uh you know we've obviously done the ones ourselves me and jesse have set something up where we're going to do a couple of sit-down events in bristol um which is going to be exciting um just so i could say i had a gig first of all basically um, (laughs) (laughs) when when is that
1: when is that for the uh for the audience might as well give it a little plug so you're actually doing a we're doing a collab collab night with zero zero
0: yeah, yeah. So we're doing a collab night called Bosch, because um, we kind of organised it in quite a quick amount of time. So we called it Bosch, because we boshed it out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be May the 3rd um, at Dare 2 Club in Bristol. So yeah. I, I And I I
1: may have already got tickets for it as well, so...
0: Yeah, that would be good. Would Even be good. if it's just us lot, mate. <laughs> there'll, just be, there'll just be
1: two tables of of the overview Discord and uh, <laughs> and a few of the label regulars. No, like, to be to be fair, I'm pretty confident that you you know we've got a really good lineup for that. So I'm pretty confident you guys are gonna pretty confident you guys are gonna like sell it out. And uh, I'm yeah. I'm keen. I'm coming all the way from uh, coming all the way from Brighton just to like support. But I don't know. It was just that thing of like you know you guys are you know someone's actually doing a night for the first time like a load of good good people back back
0: for it so yeah yeah no it's going to be good obviously the lineup secret at the moment i think we're going to announce Ooh. it next monday so you, you, uh, you're playing though yeah uh, yeah obviously yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think um yeah i think you might even see me on both sessions back to back with jesse just as kind of a residence Ooh. thing just across every single set just um it's a bit of fun so
1: as a good. little bit of exclusive exclusive information right there
0: super exclusive super exclusive you have to pay me 50 50 quid now well no
1: you have to pay me because i've just plugged your event i've just advertised <laughs> yeah, i've just advertised actually. your event so if anything you need to be paying me right now
0: i'll send you some stars <laughs> yeah please. if anyone can send me some stars please do send me some stars i've
1: never quite actually got what sending the stars actually even does what even i don't know i don't know it's... i just do not see
0: it <laughs> i think it's monetary value but i'm not sure quite how much you know but um 0.00p <laughs> Probably, yeah.
1: Um so yeah, have you got uh, any others that you can you can tell us about? Any other gigs that you've got for sure, or is it all a little bit under lock and key at the moment?
0: Um so there's rebel rebel stuff coming, um just waiting on finalized dates basically. Um and stuff like that. There's a few more. Um But it's all to be honest with you, it's all speculative. I wanna say even the ones that are confirmed. They're still speculative mm. because we've got to progress as a country before they come but you know staying positive um, I can't announce any of <laughs> but you have a cool words <laughs> in there
1: no I think I think you're right I know what you mean like it is, uh it's difficult not to get sort of carried away because it it does sort of definitely feel yeah. like there's much more kind of obviously there's dates and it's definitely come around a lot sooner than I think we're all all really expecting. Like, I don't know about you, but I thought this was going to be going on until, like, next year. Like, events were going to be back until, like, 2022 or whatever, like, kind of preparing for that. Um, Yeah,
0: I was was in the same sort of place, but I did think that we would see the sit-down stuff come back. But, to be honest, as I started a new sort of job in January, Mm -hmm. just being honest, um, up until about two days ago, I didn't really realise, well, until sort of the announcement and maybe a week before that i didn't really realize what was going on because i just set up new job everything's brand new it's quite exciting <laughs> you know you, so did, you didn't actually... you didn't
1: watch the news then you weren't watching the... you weren't watching nah.
0: bbc news Nah, no nah, because i was like because during the sort of lockdown last time um mm. i was in a bit of a sticky situation i set up loads of things to kind of bring in revenue and also give back a little bit to the music community so i've got a patreon and Sort of was doing teaching and stuff like that, but booking oh, so man, much man, of it before, major. but booking That's it, major. <laughs> 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 booking <laughs> it um, kind of booking some of that in before sort of Christmas and stuff like that, and the schedule, and then going back into full time work. Sometimes I have five, six, 90 minute lessons a week, as well as then having to deliver um, a tune, a sample pack, do a weekly feedback session with all my patreons, uh, play <laughs> games. <laughs> as well you yeah. actually have time to
1: like do anything else other than all this
0: yeah so it just i ended up in a bit of a situation where i was just like really like just constantly going 100% of the time um just started sharing mm-hmm. the studio with hayden brethren as well mm-hmm. um so to get into a proper studio as well, the time just disappears. It's like a vortex. So you go there, <laughs> do some work, and on the weekends, I like, go there Tuesday, and then it's Tuesday, <laughs> and you're getting shouted at because you didn't go to work. And then, like, <laughs> uh, but um, but yeah, so it's just it was all so like systems go. I didn't really realise what was going on, and then it all just people were just like, it looks like we're coming out of lockdown, and I was like, oh yeah, the lockdown, the, the lockdown. I forgot about <laughs> like, that. That's what's going on. Um, I just kind of become a bit of a hermit living inside and
1: I just... mean I, I that was something I, I kind of wanted to kind of wanted to touch on actually because I think that when I when I talk to a lot of people about you as a or you know your name gets brought up people are like creatures' work rate and like how many releases I think especially over the last like year or two yeah. you know you've been so consistent so yeah I mean consistent and just like you know, ploughing it out. Whereas, I think some people look at that and go, "How does it, how does he do it?" Uh, mm. I mean, that is maybe a little bit of a question. I mean, what is there? Is there a is there a secret formula, or or is there something? You know, any advice that you'd have, or or how do you think that you have managed to kind of? Um, I do just that was as a having. Producer?
0: I was having loads of fun, and I took all of the competition element, like out of it, that or pressure out of it. It's probably better, better to say because it's not sport but like and just kind of enjoyed writing all of these tunes lots of them were sketches that I I I'd probably write five or six sketches in a day and the way that I was writing and because I don't know the way I was doing things I was just writing so much music there was no point in just getting rid of it like it would have just been sat on and been like I would have had to do a lost tapes EP when I was like 40 and it would have had like 250 tunes. there's no point <laughs> and it was just like let's just start yeah. sending some of these tunes out and seeing what happens with them and started getting them out there i now am at a stage where i was sticking to a formula then, not like per se but i wouldn't necessarily push my boundaries as much i knew what i could do and what i could deliver Mm -hmm. um whereas like the gonzo transmission ep is one of the first bits of music i feel that in the last few years i've stepped out of my comfort zone and written like more music which has taken a lot more time as you know (laughs) it's taken a little while (laughs) compared to what i do kind of normally do um and stuff like that so it's been a bit more of an onerous on quality over quantity Mm -hmm. and actually trying to not just do oh that's a creatures tune it's to actually push myself and write music that maybe you don't necessarily associate with me but i enjoy writing um but yeah it's great fun and when you start smashing out certain things and You know, I do have a method and it's always been arrangement is the most important thing. So if you're looking for a a tip or a sort of thing out of that, I'd say write with samples until you're 100% confident in writing a full tune really quick. Like not Mm. quickly, but you know what you're doing and like have separate sessions, one sound design. And this is what I've always done. And I've got a folder that's probably seven, eight years old called Creatures Brutal Brace and Shit. And um, <laughs> it's got like two and a half thousand bass lines and stuff in it. But oh some goodness. of them will come out in tunes now. Um, and I made the bass eight years ago. Mm. But it's just like because all I care about is tones that come out of the sounds, because then you process it and using Ableton's like clip editor, you can really make some amazing sounds. Not mm. that you know what I'm going on about, but a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. But <laughs> people,
1: people on the stream do. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah so like that um the clip editor and what you can do to like change sounds and everything once Mm. you've got a nice tone and all these crazy plugins you can buy you can do whatever you want so i just find that like everything's in the right key find the keys that you need from the bases that i've already made and the project will just basically be all samples Mm. no serum none of that stuff and it's all stuff that i've made or resampled and come from there really so it's kind of an organic process that grows quite quickly from the drums into a full track when you've got all of the sounds there Mm -hmm. so that might be might be the reason why but
1: good tip uh, good tip anyone wants to keep keep hold of your sounds I guess that is the the one
0: Um, yeah yeah
1: but but obviously you said that that obviously this uh the Gonzalo Transmission EP kind of I mean I, I mean how how long do you think that has been in the works now I mean that uh that was the longest that you've taken to write an ep would you say uh, out of everything um, is,
0: is... i think so wow. i think so though because obviously when creatures was free of us previously it was a completely different story um because right. like there's a tune rewit called transmutation which i think took us about two and a half years to to mix down <laughs> We <made> the tune <laughs> in like a week but to get the mix down. I did nothing else now for two sounds and half really years. crap. <laughs> yeah, and now it's like, why did I waste my time doing that? But yeah, but yeah, yeah. so that, but um, solo-wise, definitely. And I think, like, some of the tunes are a lot older than maybe I even can remember as well because, like, mm. the original project that I sent to both Wings and Rizzle were very old. Yeah. So, like, uh, then when they got sent them, I think Wings sat on the tune for about a year before he even touched it. Actually, no, I think he had a go and then sent it back. And then, yeah, I think it then just took a long time from that point to kind of, I don't know, just get it right. It was just mm. one of those tunes. It's such a techie tune, and I don't know, it's so dark that we had to kind of get it right. There was, if you listen to previous versions like you did, there's the final product is a lot more polished and actually quite a lot more technical i think than some of the older versions and it took a little bit of a while to kind of decide that that was the direction that the two needed to go in mm, mm. um whereas some of the others like gonzo transmission kind of come to come, together, come together quite quickly um just because joe's amazing his voice his vocals are so good and <laughs> it's just uh, and when it comes to vocal big, tunes, up, Joe big up the raker <laughs> but um I think just when it comes to like vocal tunes, it's just a vocal sub and drums, like mainly that's the main element you need to focus on. And once you've got that rolling, the tune writes itself, really. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of standard how I'd write a tune. But yeah, it was just uh, the one with Hadley. We had some issues with it, but that was, I think, because of Zoom. <laughs> it's quite funny. Because Zoom? You tried to write it yeah. in Zoom together? <clears throat> we did write it in Zoom together. The whole tune. Right. The
1: whole tune in Zoom? A zoom, tube. yeah, well, that's that's this what you can YouTube. do nowadays, but I well, I'm so but I'm guessing that the audio you couldn't the hear the audio, audio properly, like,
0: yeah. So we like sent it for pre master, and it came back, and the sub was like really <laughs> changing in different volumes. And we were like, oh, we should probably check it outside of zoom. It's like, yeah, we definitely should have done that before we tried to send <laughs> the pre masters but yeah, um, yeah, it's a oversight now, isn't it, really, but yeah.
1: I guess that I. Uh, I mean, even being able to make music over Zoom, I mean, that's going to yeah. come with that's going to come with I- issues or whatever, because that's still quite a new kind of way of being able to produce. I guess. Have you Have you only been doing that this year, or have you done that before, or is that literally like?
0: Something I've never done running? it before, um, but it's brilliant. I mean, I've I've have to use a third party or like secondary plugin alongside it so mm. i can upgrade audio quality because of that moment basically <laughs> so um when i teach over zoom so when i'm teaching okay. it's, it's on that and then i use something called audio movers which upgrades the quality to 320 mp3 yeah and yeah. then yeah but it just yeah it's brilliant it's really really good in fact i actually think it's better than maybe sitting next to someone because you end up getting pissed um or, or like just chatting a load of crap because you haven't seen each other in ages you don't actually agree on stuff. So you start changing each other's things. You like that all these different things that are happening. And when you're still sat here, like in the studio space, focused, working, but you've got someone else in the top corner, they can't actually touch anything, but they can advise. And then when it's their go, it's your turn to it. Ad- and it kind of you take a different position on what you're doing. And I actually mm. find it really useful. So um, right. yeah, it's quite good. Nice, because...
1: nice. No, no, it's, it's uh, it's interesting to hear that. That's obviously something that is obviously now starting to happen. I know cl- clinical and ways for for framed. I think that they they kind of finished that off on a you know on a Zoom session. And I remember they said that they had yeah. like loads of fun doing it. Um, you know, and like you're saying, it's quite funny that you you know you have those issues uh, when you do meet up in the studio, which obviously get taken away there's a bit maybe a bit more discipline when you're you know doing it
0: in this way yeah yeah Yeah, 100 percent. i mean me and objective have been trying to write a tune with each other for about two years and the (laughs) only tune that we like and every time we go and see each other it's not even that we just end up chatting loads of crap we get some drums done and then it just doesn't work
1: and then, and, and then you crack a couple of beers open and then... And then that's then it, I sat
0: downstairs playing um, Monopoly or whatever. Like, oh. <laughs> but, um, you know, the only tune that we have wrote together was the first tune that we ever wrote together where we just sent each other stems and it worked. And it's because what he'd done, I liked, mm. he sent it to me, I worked on it, I sent it back and then we did a final mix down and it was as simple as that. But yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, I used to have three of us in a studio when it was Creatures, you know? And you'd have twenty minute hot seats. You had twenty minutes, whack the timer on, and then you had to get out. Sometimes you just literally do a kick for twenty minutes. And move. <laughs> so.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you actually. That is because uh, someone else, uh, Yano actually said, "Damn, I," uh, he said, "I never knew Creatures was three people." So could you tell me like a little bit of uh, the history of Creatures? Hopefully, it's not like two. Controversial or or, no, no, anything, or anything like. No, no. So how so? Tell me a little bit of the history of of creatures then. How it, how it came to be and <clears throat> and how you ended up obviously being solo today.
0: So basically, um we went to the same college, and Jake was a very good friend of one of my friends, Beth, and we basically met in the park one day and made a tune called Goliath which was like, I'd literally be making tunes for like six months. I had no idea what I was doing. But um, it actually ended up getting played on like a BBC Radio 1 introducing cling or something like that. Oh, cool. oh my God. We're going um, to be famous. We're going to be famous with a new noisier um, <laughs> With a Bristol noisier. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. But, what year, so what
1: year was this? What year
0: was this? Uh, 2012, maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah wow right
0: maybe right. T- no it must be later than that 2013 2014 still yeah a little, while, well, a little while. yeah like 20 2012 to 2015 sort of time and basically yeah so jake was the two years above me then we started making tunes and we heard about this guy on the year above us called he was nicknamed by like ben but they called him the wizard for some reason just because he made really really cool bass <laughs> so um we kind of started talking to him and we all got on really well and then just started making a couple of tunes together and and uh the name of creatures came when me and Jake were drinking and we had a bottle of beer and it was, we had a hobgoblin and we had another one that was called Goliath, hence the tune name. And then when we called the tune Goliath, we decided that we call ourselves creatures and that every tune would be named after a creature. And that was kind of the original concept. So if you go and check the old tunes, they're called like, um, Cerberus and Hades and, you know, (laughs) Leviathan and all of that kind of stuff, you know? Right. Right. That was where it all come from. So it's just me and Jake to begin with, and then we got Ben involved. Um, and basically, I just we had an exclusivity deal with uh, a record label, um, which had a lot of deadlines and things like that, which the other two weren't up for. Me being kind of salesperson I am, I liked to push myself that way and work towards deadlines. It actually gave me a reason to work. But it kind of just started just pulling and tearing people apart because it was just like, look, this needs to be done by this date, that needs to be done by that date, and that needs to be done by then. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening, and I was trying to organise it and whatever, and basically then Ben moved away to Amsterdam to go and live with a family member, and that was basically it for Ben. He kind of just took a back seat. We used a load of his sounds for the time, um, so we kept him as a member of Creatures because we were still utilising a lot of his bass design and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and then eventually Jake and I just kind of started not working together as well both being really busy with real life I think we kind of got to that age that I wasn't able to I mean I didn't you know I won't go too deep into it but I lived on my own from quite a young age and I had a lot of support when I was really young from you know because I was at college but the second that finished I was expected to pay sort of extortionate amount of money to be in uh, to cover the kind of supported accommodation costs because right. not only do you pay for the property, but you pay for the support workers, all of the outings, the foods, all of this stuff, the security and whatnot. So it started to become really expensive. So, um, yeah, just life got in the way and just had to move. So I moved to Essex to set up a business with someone after doing quite well in my job and everything. <laughs> what was, so, that, what uh, was this
1: business then? What are you going to
0: do? I used to sell two and a half grand vacuum cleaners door-to-door. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Wow, really? And, Damn. Yeah, okay. I was very good at it. So I basically got to the level that I got to go to Essex uh, and be a sort of associate director of a, of a business, basically. Crikey. Long story short, the yeah. guy ran off <laughs> with a lot of money, oh, uh, and I ended up moving into my dad's and living on his sofa about oh, six months sure. later. <laughs>
1: But so the dream, um, the dream was yeah t- snatched away,
0: it got taken away, but I've realized a lot of stuff then, and then that's basically when there was no creatures that had been going for about a year like six months to a year, no real releases or anything um and I think I reached out to you and and uh, and um Felix <laughs> I was gonna say he who must not be named, but I, was like, I just don't say that I just say his name but um <laughs> And just started having a chat, and sent you some of my first solo stuff, and then we worked together for um for that label, <laughs> which oh, was that label.
1: That show, yeah, yeah. Was that so? That was your that was your first kind of few releases. Then, I mean, had you released elsewhere before yeah. or
0: not? There was a couple of little bits and bobs that were happening around on sort of VAs and stuff at the time, but my first proper release that was just me was was with you or was the Zulu EP
1: damn i don't not sure that i actually totally no i didn't tell you no i was
0: running the back of my other releases telling you that they were my tunes so you'd take me on and it worked so that's what you gotta do big up
1: (laughs) up yourself damn yeah yeah because well i mean obviously you know i mean that was obviously i mean obviously not to go like too deep into it but obviously that well i mean that was the last release i essentially worked on i think when when I was when I was there, um, mm. but yeah, I I think maybe I maybe I did know that that was your like first full release because it was actually uh, it was Jay. Big up to to Jay Jay Myth. Yeah, big up Jay for that. Uh, who like he was just he's on my case. I remember he, like messaged me through one day. Was like, mate, like you need to sign these bits. Like, come on, sort it out. And I was like, all right, well if you know if Jay's if Jay's giving you uh, <laughs> Jay's giving you a tip, you listen. Uh, and then, yeah, that was the that was the Zulu EP, uh, which was I mean, well that was yeah two two and a bit, yeah about two two uh, maybe coming up three years ago now,
0: probably three years ago yeah.
1: And then obviously but you like, know what? what it
0: was going to be on the VA on the Introducers VA on the like newcomers thing that you were doing yeah. And yeah. Jay phoned you to say no. That was <laughs> it. that was EP. it as well yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> it's quite funny because. Yeah, without him, I don't think we'd be sat here today, really. Which is Maybe thing not. to look
1: at. I mean, you never know. I think with your, you know, with obviously like your your work rate and obviously everything you've done, you never know. I mean, it, you know, obviously it has done. Um, and then and then obviously you've gone on to like you know work with a well work with a lot of labels now. Really, you've sort of yeah. been you know there's not too many. Well, there's definitely been definitely been quite a few. Who yeah, else? I who mean- else would you want to big up?
0: I don't know. I really enjoyed working with Flex out. I really enjoyed the Dispatch EP. Um, I'd like to do some more stuff for CIA in the future. That was great. You know. Yeah. Uh, Echo, a great label to or Echo. Uh, They're great.
1: Yeah. It is Echo. Echo. It's It's Echo. Echo. I always Um, thought it was Echo.
0: Is it not? (laughs) Yeah. I asked him, and he was like, "No, it's just Echo." so yeah, but um they've got a lot of cool stuff happening. Obviously, Rebel Ben's like yeah. been really, you know, really helpful for a number of things for me as an artist and as a person. Yeah. So got a big up to the to the greener. <laughs> big up, Ben. Big up <laughs> the Obi One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget he's he's an artist as well he? as <laughs> <laughs> he does <like> music <laughs> as well. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, no. That's uh, you know, it's been cool to see you. you know, see your progression. And obviously, we did like do a couple of bits with uh, yourself and over. Obviously, you were on like Zone One. You had the the collaboration with uh, Hadley and Ways as well, which that was a really, really big tune. Um, mm-hmm. And then now, like to you know, obviously now to do to do this, like to do your like full kind of debut. It sort of definitely felt like the kind of like a natural progression, kind of things going going full circle, I guess um in yeah, a way yeah
0: and yeah I- you know what i wanted it to happen a lot earlier but i d- i think if it had of it wouldn't have happened the right way and that's me being super honest <laughs> but um yeah you know I, I i you know when things kind of started moving across like changing with what was going on a few years ago mm. um there was a sticky situation a few people got caught in and i tried to work out what the best thing to do personally and whatever was and i i yeah. don't know i think it uh, yeah obviously we won't talk about it but um it was <laughs> yeah, just yeah, <laughs> strange yeah. to be well, you know just some of those artists you know it was a strange time so no it was it was
1: you know it wasn't i great.
0: think if we'd if we'd worked together then i don't think i was necessarily in the same sort of headspace and also musically i think this ep is i did really push to write you know the best music i had done and something that was a bit different and work with some of the best people in the game and mm. yeah uh, and now to...
1: it's, it's already sitting up to number two on the
0: on the charts yeah yeah which is amazing I can't believe that little old me number two <laughs>
1: <laughs> is your is your highest chart in release so far is it is it well yeah yeah no I mean you know I mean it's been um I kind of had a I kind of had a feeling like it would do it do well but yeah I mean it's just like jump straight in and people have really, really, you know, it's had a really great response already. It's just, it, yeah. it re- for, for me, like, like, honestly, it really does kind of encapsulate a very kind of overview kind of sound mm-hmm. and a vibe. Like, some of those tracks are just so, you know, kind of what we're known for in a way. Like, you know, yeah. it is, you know, it is, it's, it's, good, it's good music for DJs. Do you know what I mean? There's no, you know, I think that's mm-hmm. a, obviously a big, you know, a big, big, uh, you know, a big factor as well, but, but yeah, even just like the quality level, like you're saying, like you know, if you're if you're sort of sitting there going, I think this is some of the best stuff that I've written, then that's you know usually a good uh, you know a good sign. Uh, hmm. You know, if you're if you're sort of proud of it, what's have, have yeah. you got? Have you got a favorite off the off the release?
0: It keeps changing. If I'm being <laughs> honest, um, and I think it will change again when I'm allowed to play them super loud. And I think it's going to be who knows, just because of the system. I think it's going to who um yeah. but i just love joe's vocals at the moment i can't you know and and mixing gonzo transmission is great fun because you can drop his vocal um mm. over the top of other tunes and it's just got the drums so it rolls quite nicely of other tunes and it's probably the one that i've noticed in a couple of other people's mixes and being oh that's a sick mix with that with my tune. Like, it gets me excited to hear that and i don't to be honest i i don't normally without sounding like a knob get excited over doubles and stuff like that it's normally just like the tunes and the production quality that i'm more sort of listening out for but yeah, yeah. it's nice to kind of get a little bit of like oh that's cool <laughs> that sounds really good so, i think
1: that, i think that's always that's al- always a sign of a fucking like a future classic or a track that really stands up is how well it does mix with things mm-hmm. if you can just like you know fr- find so many doubles with it and i think yeah, yeah. You know, i do think on so transmission definitely you know definitely is uh yeah, definitely is one of those. Um which is, you know, really, really cool. I mean I found I found that I found a good double with it, which was I think I, I did tell you about in my I did a mix with uh hieroglyphics and sustenance. Yeah, uh, one of the other <laughs> OV tunes. It's just power. I can't also I can't wait to like finally hear songs, tunes on a on a system as well. Mm. Um actually like hearing some of this stuff. How, how have you found, how, how have you been like finding releasing during lockdown and like has it kind of affected your writing? I mean, what have you kind of done yeah. to to push through it? I mean, is there anything there? Um,
0: so I had, a, I know everyone had a pretty bad time, but I lost three family members to COVID last year. So it was a pretty deep one. Um, for, for real? Really?
1: Really? Fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty hard um and i couldn't write i couldn't write dark music anyway because of the whole sort of lockdown um situation and everything like that but as as we basically i i I can write emotion if that makes sense when i'm feeling sad i can write that if i'm angry i could probably write a metal tune like do you know what i mean (laughs) it's just the way that things (laughs) work so i've written. um i ended up writing a pretty you know ep which i might send you afterwards actually um which is just Do liquid it. um for intrigue but just that's what my kind of so that it really so, helps so me.
1: this was this was at the time all this stuff happened that this this ep is like the channel of that emotion because i mean i'm not gonna lie I mean yeah. that sounds like a really kind of
0: traumatic uh you know experience to, to go yeah through. It, um, yeah well we live and we move on don't we you know there's no point um I'm 24 i can't i can't let myself fall down you have gotta crack on with life and it's it's hard but mm. so are so many things in life and you've just got to work through them and the support network in not only just my family and friends but all of you lot and everyone in the drum and bass scene and everyone that's around like mm. yeah for me I'm, I'm all good mate so don't worry about that but but with the music side of things i really did at that time I think i had a few of the breaks and the drums and stuff ready because i just couldn't write any like minimal stuff anyway (laughs) um i just can't um until i got the studio which then things changed because i had a completely different type of inspiration Mm. but um yeah so with with that i then i then wrote that sort of ep um got a tune with colette and collective on there um and the rest is is just me basically just really pouring my heart out in a way that's a bit different than normal you know but it really really heals me as a person to listen to the music it makes me feel good it makes me feel better and it makes me know that I've kind of dealt with that Does that mm-hmm. makes sense know so it's a bit odd but I don't know no I, you know, I think like that. you
1: know putting you know putting into you know having some real thought and uh you know, yeah emotion behind something like you know it's one of the great things obviously being able to be a creative or be involved in, in music, uh, you know, and be able yeah. to, yeah, channel some of these frustrations and have an avenue, have an outlet for when things aren't so good that you can actually do something uh, with with your time and, and, you know, not get so then wrapped up or or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, and especially with, yeah. you know, going through, obviously, the you know, how difficult it has been. I mean, so, you know, people, it seems to be that people have gone, you know, one or two ways. Some people obviously kind of, Embraced it, well, or embraces it maybe not the right word, but used the opportunity to, yeah, to push through and, and you know, some some haven't, but it certainly seems like you have, um, you know, yeah. especially you know how much you've kind of done, uh, you know, in the in this last year, um,
0: yeah, well, yeah. look, I just thought whilst I'm inside, let's do it. <laughs> right, <laughs> there's never no, going to be another point in my whole entire life I'm going to be sat in here and no one's gonna shout at me for it. Like, literally, that's it. Like, I'm gonna get shouted at more for trying to go out than I am for staying in <laughs> and doing this, so let's just do this. And, you know, unfortunately, I did lose my job um, at the very start of lockdown. I think it was like, July time, something like that.
1: Yeah, I think and after-
0: Yeah, it was crap. Um, but at the same time, I had loads of time on my hands. And with the amount of support that was going around, Um, from family and and people like that and also kind of jumping straight on the Patreon and doing it when I needed to Mm. um, with the lessons and everything and, you know, you'd be surprised at how much people want to help you as well as an artist like, it's amazing, I love every single person Mm. out there that supported me in any form of way in the last, particularly the last year because it's actually like, I've lived off of that like, really, like genuinely you know, and to ever think that just like you know making tunes and having a bit of fun and doing all of that kind of stuff when you get to the serious levels that that will eventually start paying for you you know that's crazy Mm -hmm. but normally it's always been alongside work so it's just been bonus and extra bits of this that and the other but for it to literally make me survive i was i was amazed so you know Mm -hmm. thanks to everyone that helped during that period but
1: so, yeah. you can, so obviously, so you said, you have got uh, the patron set up. How, how, how long have you been running that now? Is that, that like that's been going, As like you said, that's been going really well. You've got quite a, yeah. quite a lot of people signed up now.
0: Yeah, I think that I'm about 70 now. Okay, wicked. Somewhere around that mark. But it seems to be weird because it says 80. It's just I'm still trying to work out how the thing works. Mate. <laughs> I don't really know. But, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's good. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I set it up in November. Um, and have a listener and a producer um, tier. That's what yeah.
1: they're called. A tier.
0: Um, <laughs> uh, and then that's it. But essentially, the lessons that I offer and teaching is is slightly different. It's just alongside. Um,
1: what's been what's been like the biggest challenge you've felt with Patreon so far?
0: The biggest challenge I've felt with Patreon so far.
1: Um, I have just dropped a link, by the way. If anyone does want to have a little look see what it is give a uh, go support creatures <laughs>
0: um i don't know i mean i really enjoy it I, I i think the point in mine is more of a community-based thing it's not about me telling you exactly how to make this or exactly how to make that it's advice and discussion obviously there's videos on how i do things and how i go about things but no one should ever really tell anyone how they should or shouldn't do anything because there's a million different ways of doing it so it's about mm. focusing on that stuff so some of the challenges i'd say is some people do just want to learn how to make a foghorn or how to make a this <laughs> bass and how to do this and mm. you know that's not how i produce i'm an experimental producer that will i'll have 64 bars of one long note and i'll just modulate and that's how i make my bases and that's how i do all of that kind of stuff so mm. it's a different type of thing but um, other than some of the direct questions, people asking for more dubs, which I think you might have had. Um, <laughs> <DJ CB>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happens sometimes. Um, which it, you know, it's kind of set out what I'm going to deliver. That's what I'm delivering. You know, At
1: what do you, what do you tend to deliver every month? Then, what can if someone if someone was to sign up to Creatures Patreon today, what could they expect?
0: So, if you were to if you were to sign up today, um, you've got access. I do it in in quarters, so January to March, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Um, so the content stays up for three months. Um, basically, so people have a chance to go back and, and get some of the stuff that's there previously. But to be honest with you, the main focus is on um, the samples, tutorials, and the same stuff that everyone else has got. You know, that, like just being honest, like that's that's what that stuff is. But mm-hmm. the main focus, like I say, is on the Dub Wars competition. So I do a monthly Dub Wars competition where I provide samples uh you've got to use all the samples and create a three minute tune and hand it in and the winner uh has a chance of featuring on the lost the plot introducer series so that's a pretty cool um thing which a lot of the guys seem to like um there's a mixed competition to feature on the creatures comforts podcast every month as well um which eventually as things start growing and start moving backwards i'll hopefully be able to invite people down to um to the studio to come and actually have a mix with me and and stuff like that but we just can't because of the restrictions at the moment yeah. um and then every thursday at eight o'clock i do uh, an hour long feedback session and play some of my own dubs and some of my forthcoming music and stuff that i'm working on and about as many of us as possible get into a little discord um server and just um yeah just talk through everyone's music have some chats and stuff like that and go through that sort of stuff um and then yeah presets and and everything like that but mm. i mean you know discord and and all of this stuff you can say that you do everything different but when it comes to samples and stuff you sign up to creatures to get samples that are dark minimal Creature samples and it's <laughs> the same as when you buy anyone sample packs and stuff but yeah i'd say the important stuff for mine is more about the community i, I the, the guys are brilliant you know they all talk mm. to each other all day and, and help each other out with a number of things and um i think you know when we do the private cod lobbies and stuff People join me. People make their own teams and everything like that. But it's just about being interactive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks. like like you're saying you gotta, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean that is the biggest thing, isn't it? Like being interactive. Put what you put into yeah. it, you get you get out of it. Um, exactly that. Yeah. You know, and it's good to see. You know, it's good to see you you jumping on it because, I mean, there obviously are quite a lot of patrons, you know, up now, and obviously it is becoming more of a prevalent thing. Um, but I know mm-hmm. some people obviously are still kind of not jumping on it um yeah you know there maybe some people a bit worried about it being saturated or being able to you know worrying about being able to deliver the content each month or or whatever but i personally think that you know you know if you are a producer you know it is i think it's the future really in terms of would you agree would you agree with that that it is or do you think that you would have to be a certain kind of person to do it or
0: I'd suggest that anyone can start it because the person who's got the most amount of followers on Patreon in the whole world earns about 175 grand a month from Patreon, and all he does is interview people. So he doesn't have any skill or any, you know, particular. He's got interview owners. skills. That's a skill. Come got, on, look, come no, no, go no. He's got <laughs> real good journalism skills. I'm not taking that away, but yeah, I mean yeah, any yeah. Uh, artistic skill. There's no actual content that you can take away and learn from. Right. They just watch videos. Who's that? So, who's that? uh i can't remember the guy's name just a it might even not something. even be number one it's like top three now but um That's when i was true. last looking at it the, the top one was something like that number two was makeup and cosmetics and number three was like uh literature stuff and people learning how to read and write and stuff so like it's, it's just really interesting that the people are actually making money for a number of things um if you want to set up and make it an artist patreon the point in doing that is that people want to be a part of your community or a label Patreon is to be a part of that label. But it doesn't mean that if you're a really strong producer with 10 years experience behind you and you know how to go and design all of these crazy bases and how to do compression processing and all of these different types of things that you want to explain to people, you could set up a drum and bass tutorial, Patreon and call it whatever it is and stuff. I don't, this is what I'm not seeing enough of. Hmm. It's just like, you know, not that I'm doing it, because I didn't think of it at the time, but like the idea of just doing something that's (laughs) actually more focused around the content rather than just you as an artist, I think could potentially really help push this in other directions. And it doesn't all just have to be about drum and bass. If you just did a production Patreon for beginners that had like a five-step video course on that they got one every month or whatever... The mm. amount of people that I know that would get recommended to sign up for that, that are non-DMD producers and outside of this, that I think a lot of us lot are missing the market for, because you, your market mm. cap's probably a lot lower because you're just specifically looking at drum and producers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it's a bit off topic. But anyway, Patreon's no, no, no. amazing. <laughs> By um, the way, Patreon's right. I'm just, I was just actually <laughs>
1: looking at, like, there is a guy here that's got 30,000 Patreons. There you go. There you go, thirty thousand patrons. You know, there, there are a couple of guys in DMB that are like, you know, I've got like five hundred plus uh, yeah. uh patrons, and you know, and I think that, yeah, going forward, I think that, you know, I, I just can't see how it isn't. I, I don't know. It's just such a fantastic model, and it's it's like yeah. you're saying, it's really enjoyable, and you know, it's able. Like say for you, like you know, it's a great story. You know that you were in a situation where. You know your back was up against the wall and you know the pandemic you know took your took you out or had a chance to and you know when you used resources you were resourceful and and set it up and then you know it's like saying you know it saved it saved you you know it supported you um and that's what i think is the yeah you know, yeah you know i think that's why you know it's, it's important and that's why i think you know people yeah more you know it'd be good to see more people kind of get in and and you know, it seems to be. You know, it's t- it's taking off, but yeah, I still think more could could do it. I think the people, should, you know, should kind of factor it in. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, going forward because it just has some se- security
0: uh, as well. Um, yeah, you know. no, I mean, look to this. To this, it's March the first today. My rent would have been covered plus more just from that account. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that is incredible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's as simple as that. Obviously, I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but my rent could be 45 quid. You don't know. But
1: like... I, did not, I was literally just looking at, uh, like, what are the biggest earners of a month as well? And there are people here that, like, you know, you have to sign up to their Patreon. You have to pay, like, a, th- a grand a month to, like, subscribe to their Patreons or whatever. I, like, I don't know, like, quite, you know, if you've got a tier that is, like, a grand a month you better be you better be providing some good content but some
0: good, yeah yeah is it tc <laughs> with one dub <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe
1: <laughs> just one dub and that'll be it <laughs> that's it um but no man you know it's uh you know it's, it's interesting to sort of see and you know interesting to uh, you know hear your you know hear your thoughts on it and hear you know what you've kind of done you know, and and even you know that was only november um you know we're in you know only you know just about to be in march or no we are in march today you know so you've already been going what three three four months like yeah if that and you're already kind of like you know so if we're having this we're having this interview this time next next year we'll have a we'll have a check-in and see yeah see Yeah, yeah.
0: see how it's getting on i tell you what the one thing when people go back and people have got access to clubs and all of this money that they're spending on their Patreon needs to be spent on their festival tickets. <laughs> we'll see how many we've got. <laughs> <laughs> see if that number goes up or down, depending on whether... Uh, well, we
1: see, I'm factoring that into my Patreon, actually. <laughs> so if you go sign up to the your Music Patreon, which you can go do right now, uh, <laughs> we are actually going to be um, giving away, like, guest lists, so depending on what, what tier you're on, like... Uh, You will be able to get guest list or reduced, you know, reduced amount on tickets towards overview events. So we want to kind of, you know, keep it going. It will be interesting to see what does happen, but I think, I think it will still remain. I think that this is something, I think that this is something to stay now. I was talking to, um, I did like a little thing with Bilane uh, last, last night. I think it was, it was last night. He was on doing like a, like a little interview thing with a few people. And he was talking about, you know, it's quite interesting that there has never been a more like digitized year than 2020 in terms of like, we're all stuck in our houses. We've all just been on our computers and the world has changed now. Like really, really yeah. has changed. And I don't think, you know, there will be some going back to normality, but I think that some of the things that have obviously you know, come out of this year are here to stay now, such as Patreon, such as discord, I think as well, um
0: Discord's yeah you know
1: we're doing it live you know live on discord right now um mm-hmm. you know and that and that for me has revolutionized uh interacting with people uh and yeah. you know you know and like you're saying like between you know you and your your fans you know now get to have access to to you i mean it's not quite that kind of like sounds a bit creepy it sounds a little bit creepy or like or like you're trying to monetize it or whatever i mean it's not quite like that but it's that's an incredible thing. You think like, yeah, you yeah. know, people never had that before. You couldn't just log on to Patreon, you know, or log on to Discord. Sorry, and like, just start talking. Do you know what I mean? And just chatting to people, like, just, you know, just yeah. yeah, like anyone else. Like, there was such a there's you know there's always been historically quite a wall between like artists and fans, and yeah. the line is you know that is now dissipating completely.
0: Yeah, I, I tell you what though, but as an artist, when you've got particular things coming out and, and and bigger things start happening and you do things like this you get attention in your inbox whether it's from people saying big ups or I'm liking things like that or whether it's you often also get a lot of people that then think that there's an appropriate window to send you music for feedback so mm-hmm. i don't really think that it, it there's no problem with sending and i always think people should do that because there's times that I've sent my music to bigger artists like filth when I was really young in the game, got feedback and made me feel a lot better and really helped me and helped me, you know, and it's now someone that I work with and speak to a lot because mm. of that relationship. So always do it. But with things like Patreon, if that said artist is offering a feedback session or they're offering a feedback track through their discord or whatever it is, mm. that's your time to do that because, I don't have time to listen to 40, 50 tunes a week, just being honest. Or like <laughs> when you start getting sent loads and people send you one and you listen to one and then you get another 10 and it was like, ah, oh, now I've done something nice for someone to give some feedback to help mm. them out. And you know, then you lose that time. So for me as an artist, to dedicate that time on Patreon is brilliant because now I know that you know every Thursday between eight and I say nine o'clock, but we often go until 10 chatting shit. <laughs> you know, we can listen to everyone's tunes, you'll get my opinion, my constructive feedback, and you'll get other people within the Discord's feedback as well. Mm. Um, there's other artists and there's other label people in the Discord from time to time. And some of my patrons have been signed during my feedback sessions by wow. other label managers and stuff like that. For sure. So just through that kind of sort of relationship and dedicating that time, mm. it's concentrated and I've got the time to do it, and I, like, and so does everyone else. Kind of reaps rewards from that. So I find that the Discord and the Patreon together <laughs> really help with those kind of things, and, and mm. keeping them separate. Um, and then, like you say, as as a consumer or or, or as a, a kind of uh, someone who wants to learn, you've got access. If I had access to Alex Perez when I was sixteen, things would have been different. <laughs> like there's no uh, there's no other way you can put that. I would have Mm. given him £50 a month, £60 a month to watch the tutorials, the videos, whatever. I would have given him everything that I had. Mm. So to have that with, you know, and there's so many more producers in the scene that you look up to now because there's top tier producers that aren't quite considered top tier producers yet because they've not been around for so long, but their production quality is just as good, you know, and you can learn from those people and you can get direct access to them and yep. get their samples and
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be tell you what, it's going to be interesting to see like what the next stage of the evolution is of of, of a producer or, or the producers like you're saying about what people now have access to and the knowledge that is there and and the ability to learn i mean it's already you know it's already changing it's already i think it is already changing um, there's
0: definitely quicker quicker route to well using yet again another sales term route to market <laughs> because like, <laughs> literally you know if you like if you've um you know in, in certain scenes and other scenes if you mm. fit an image they'll push you you don't even necessarily have to be any good you know in in the eyes of like technicalities a lot more in other scenes than in john bass but now you can learn in two years how to be a really good producer, because you've got access to a lot of these high quality samples, you know, using vengeance packs for my whole life was not the one. But then, you know, being able to go and get really good quality samples that have come direct from, for instance, a vision recordings artist tune from their from their label pick. You know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You've got like a kick drum that's actually from a Nickby tune. You're like, yeah, this works. Mm-hmm. Like, is the, and then as long as you can bring everything else up to that quality, you know that it's releasable. Yeah. And to have access to that and to the information that they, you know, some people took four or five years to learn is, is, is mental. So, yeah, like I say, like you could learn in a much shorter period. Like Mike Val, for instance, is is a massive example of that because he learned how to do so much more technical design stuff than I did. And I've been produced nearly twice as long as him
1: because yeah. of his yeah.
0: access and the way that he learned. You know, just yeah, no, no,
1: no, no, I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting and you know, and seeing. Because I've had a, you know, I do know a few, you know, older guys that, you know, have kind of sort of said this stuff, and, you know, sort of saying like, oh, how long, you know, it took me to learn this, or, you know, yeah, yeah, and then now that, you know, the kids coming through, you know, it's just kind of all there. You know, maybe there's a little bit of resentment. I mean, I don't know, like right. from 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 some people in in that kind of like, you know, because it is just a, it is just a different world
0: now. And yeah, um, yeah, but you've got to move with the times as technology improves everyone else gets access to it it's just like you know i I don't know everyone's got a studio in their room now because (laughs) you can get monitors that are this big and they're cheap and affordable and they're this and they're that and you know lots of people have also got loads of other strange non-music related stuff in their house and all of these people that are you know we call them the boomers that have those opinions or whatever um
1: controversial it's a hot take. We've got a hot take right now. Warning. It's a warning. It's a hot take. Warning. No, I don't, well, None I of the don't views here what... are shared by overview. I'm just going to like... <laughs> How <laughs>
0: no, else I'm would take. you kind of quote, you know, those people with bad opinions that have got negative opinions because of technology. Mm. I don't know what you'd call that term. I just, it's often quote boomer. unquote called a boomer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. no, no, no. That's what I'm yeah. saying. But, um, you know, they've often got an Apple watch on and stuff like that <laughs> and you're like yeah i right, have an my iphone phone, mate yeah it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Oh, i hate the fact that everyone can dj and they use the sync button now what a bunch of knocks but oh i can also answer my phone on my fucking watch come <laughs> it. like it you want convenience everywhere else but not when it kind of is works against you, you now. yeah yeah i yeah. guess
1: because that's you know that is the thing isn't it like you're saying if you don't if you're not keeping up with it and you're not kind of innovating and in keeping up with the with the changes and what is going on with the times that yeah, you know, yeah, people are just going to move past you, um,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, if you, you know, because... Yeah.
0: Tech's there, use it. People yeah. look better when they use tech because it's there to make you look better. So use it. <laughs> there's like things yeah. like, you know, there's there's a controversial thing over the sync button. But have you ever played on a, at the Black Swan where you've got like seven different versions of the tune coming at you from all these different angles? and You don't know which <laughs> one's actually going up and you're just like, I <laughs> can't hear it. And you can see it visually and sometimes cue points aren't exactly done perfectly and you can fuck that up. And it's not because I'm a bad DJ. It's because it's too loud and you can't cope with those things. So Mm -hmm. these tools and they're there for certain reasons. I'm not someone who's ever used it before. I don't even know how to, but I'm not saying that I wouldn't if I needed to in those situations, I'd learn how to and do it in that. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just really interesting, you know, type of thing to, it's interesting to, see to and think it's, about.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, and it is really interesting now seeing the, you know, this next generation coming through and, you know, the level yeah. uh, that they are, you know, capable of, uh, you know, and the, the access. And I think there will be like, a, you know, the, I think we've going through, uh, we, we've gone, kind of gone through one kind of revolution, if you want to say that. And then I think mm-hmm. the, you know, what Patreon and, and, and this, what, people are now having access. So I think maybe give it, you know, another year, you know, two two or three years, maybe we're going to like have another wave. I mean, it may even come quicker than that, you know, yeah. come through of, you know, of a lot of producers, uh, you know, and, and the, the levels being pushed up again. Um, the interesting
0: yeah. thing, I think the labels are going to change as well. Oh, here we go. Here I, we go. Go I, on. I, Hit me up. What, no, no, do, I, what no, do I need no. to worry about? <laughs> you need to take everyone that's 16 and make a the base i'm no. not signing anyone
1: no. unless you're you're below the age of 16 under 16 under 16s only <laughs> that sounds really wrong but. that sounds really but, wrong, um, but yeah.
0: you can only come to the studio if you're under <laughs> oh, 16 <sorry. laughs> right so um no i just think that um i don't know i don't know i just think that maybe some of the newer younger labels because everyone's becoming more and more self-sufficient i think that what they'll do is do it themselves because Mm. labels have got their artists there's too many artists that are trying to get signed by said labels anyway but they're turning away producers that are getting signed by other massive top tier labels so there's got to be a break at some point and you can't just Mm. like i don't know and there's no you know it it depends like i said you know i've got a little brother who's writing tunes and doing things now and it's really interesting watching him make loads of mistakes. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I, I, I think I think but, you, t-
1: you know touched on an interesting point because it is something that you know, I, obviously being uh, you know a label myself and have sort of looked at because I think we went through like this kind of glut of you know a real kind of I think they they sort of it goes in waves again in waves in a way like you had between like 2017, 2017 and eighteen probably you know. There was this real glut of, you know, you had like 1985, uh, Meth Lab, uh, yeah. Guidance, North Quarter, Sofa Sound, Overview, Onyx Recordings. You know, a lot of what have gone on to now, you know, really shape the scene all came through at a similar time. And it's kind mm-hmm. of like, it's kind of like that you have, we haven't quite seen you know there, there were some out there you know i'm not going to say you know there wasn't but not in that way of 100%. you know and especially artists like that you know doing this self-sufficient um but it will be interesting to see what the next wave is and and like you're saying i mean maybe it will be like you know the the future will be label or labels will become yeah being less relevant because people are just gonna artists so will just self-release it themselves and you know, Spotify, yeah. I think I think Spotify. You know, are potentially moving in that direction as well. Like, you know, spot. I mean, Spotify will be the fucking label. Like, you won't even like. Yeah, you know, that's it. You know, and everyone I, will I, hate I, it. I am scared of that. Like, in some respects, because it will just be like, well, why did do, why does why does someone need to release with with a label when they can just put it on Spotify and Spotify does it? Do you know what I mean? Or or whatever. Um, yeah, but right. So
0: know. I was talking. Talking to my mum, right, and she phoned me to buy because she wanted to buy the EP. And I was like, right. Big up okay. big up Rubby Creatures. Big up, big up mum. Buy um, another copy
1: as well. Buy another copy.
0: Buy three right, buy three. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. No, I've got um I'm one of seven boys, aren't I? I've got six brothers, so I think you know, wow. if we can get them to buy it and we'll write but some of them are like two, so <laughs> we'll you can there. Buy to the to get a two year old <laughs> to cough up. <at>. Well, <laughs> these kids but, these um,
1: days with their technology, you never know. That's <laughs> it, yeah, you
0: can probably write better tunes than me as well. But uh, <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of forgot what you we were talking about. No, no, sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, we're saying about uh, record labels and obviously what the future's going to look like. You know, yes, with sorry. Yeah, access. yeah, that's it. So
0: because of the way that everything's going self-sufficient, dub packs, Patreon, all of this stuff, I am really interested to see how things go because for me, like getting, like working with labels... Is always been because I want to work with that label. Like yeah. it's always been a dream of mine, or I love what they're doing, and, and I want to do this, and you know all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Jesse's telling me to plug the event, by the way. So we have yeah. we have already
1: we have already plugged it. We can plug it's it one more time. Bosch, go to Bosch. <laughs> zero, yeah, <Bush>. zero. <laughs> but, um,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> he's taking me off topic again. Um, labels, labels, labels. No, I'm coming back to it, but. um <laughs> Yeah, so because people are starting to actually see a bit of cash, like as a producer, mm. I never really saw any money, you know, and it doesn't matter who you release them with, what label it is, you don't really see that much come back from it. But because... not Unless, only unless we, it's overview, obviously. Unless it's overview, because obviously they just pay you in gold. But if you look at it, right, so, it you know, if people don't necessarily understand how distribution works, you've kind of got mm. an artist versus label split, whatever that works out as, right? But before we even get anything, we've got to pay half of it away to the Mm, distribution, mm, basically, or mm. probably 45% if you're with a nice distribution company. Now, I don't really know what they do for that anymore because we were talking about this the other day. When they used to distribute vinyl, they'd still take the same percentage of cut and they had to get it cut. (laughs) So it doesn't make any sense you know, but whatever, that's another point. Mm. But, so you lose half of it to the distributor and then you're then splitting it up with the label or, or and if you've got collabs then you're splitting it up with them and actually you probably only get about somewhere between seven and twenty percent of your own tune in the overall earnings after mm. everything's been covered now it's not being a knob it's just kind of the way it works and it's the way it works in every industry but when you look at revenue direct from a dub pack yep bank might take five percent or whatever but if you do it all on Bandcamp friday and do fifty percent of that Then you've got a nice big chunk that comes directly to you and instead of getting Mm. 20p out of the pounds you're getting the full pound or 95p of it and it just starts to become a completely different game so if people want to actually hundred percent of the time be music producers and djs and you want that to be your career you've kind of got to look at some way of self-releasing so you can actually generate the revenue because Mm. realistically it takes a long time to even hit a mark where you enough money to survive anyway but
1: oh, especially off, like you said especially off of paid releases you know the, yeah. the usual method i mean it's you know it is it's difficult it, you is, know, really it difficult. is difficult mm.
0: and streaming you know as many streams as you want man you know it doesn't matter you don't get anything out of it i've had one hundred fifty thousand streams on one of my tunes i got 100 quid because i want like,
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah it's crazy mm. I, you know i expected mm. a grand at least <laughs> and I got like literally like ninety odd quid. It was just like, are you joking? I'm gonna phone up mm-hmm. the guy now. But um But yeah. like you're
1: saying, is you know, there there is this change in the air at the moment and with the way yeah. that the middleman's being taken away and you know, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to use those those same routes. So how that is gonna look in the future, like, you know, there may be maybe labels will just be like we're just gonna just run on our website and on Patreon or whatever and that's it you know and we can survive that way or like or an artist like you know you know I think you know I think there's you know there's still some value in it these days I think there is some still but that's the other
0: side to it but there's a lot of value in a label
1: yeah no you know again depending on what label you work with I think you know obviously you know some are going to put you know have a better platform and put a lot more you know effort you know I mean that you know that for me is is What's so important as a as a record label, and my role is to really put that same amount of effort in that has been put into the music, and really do mm. my utmost to you know use my time and the and the value of that and 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 yeah you know we obviously got you know a reasonable platform um, to 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 do that with, but I don't know maybe you know who knows maybe this is like you know maybe maybe overview you know we could be like one of the like the last. You know the last the, tarot, last, the last the last <laughs> labels <laughs> like before before it all changes I, I don't know i mean that's a scary thought nah. but no nah, it's not and the reason right. is is
0: because there's too much money in the labels you've got you know this uh, yeah. no now when you right, so, okay fine it can fine. be to a degree but, you know some c- of the majors you know which aren't they're they're drum and bass label but they're you know
1: owned by sony or warner
0: owned by you know and and you know your music gets pulled when you're on youtube because it's from there if anyone
1: from sony is out there and wants to talk about selling buying the label uh hit p up hit p uh i'd say about three million i'd say about three million i think that's i think that's a fair fair price yeah
0: Yeah. or three million pounds worth of bitcoin (laughs) (laughs) or ethereum
1: three million ugandan dollars (laughs)
0: yeah that's it and a a pigeon in the bank (laughs) oh wow pigeon Uh, um just back to that point i think without labels you can't really establish yourself in the scene enough to self-suffice so Mm. it's a circle that happens and you've seen it time and time again where the artists come all the way up they come all the way up through look at all the artists on shogun have now like from the shogun i know all run their own label now icicle entropy runs entropy alex perez you know and the list goes on mm-hmm. but um that was the route it was work earn your stripes become the guy then you can have a label and then people who want to cop that make your sound can come to your label and we'll do it that way but now it's such a split thing you know you've got like I- i've had a release on cause for concern for fuck's sake what that doesn't make any sense but it does so it happened
1: some weird things have happened happened these last few years yeah exactly no it's it's, interesting no it's no honestly it's a really interesting uh discussion to to, to have and uh, you know it's certainly yeah it's things to be kind of mindful of and yeah you know for me for for overview i mean i think that we are you know obviously a little bit of this kind of the modern era of how you you communicate to to an audience and how you run a record label like you know yeah. it is very different to what has become I mean I, I guess it's difficult sometimes to see it on the inside but obviously hearing it from people and yeah you know a big thing is to you know obviously keep up with with innovation and keep up with the with the with the times and 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 uh keep up with the scene and you know something I take you know I take very you know I think it's very important and I take very seriously um you know obviously we've kind of I think it's that just that thing of as well I think when you're obviously like you know you're you're coming through in the scene and you're the you know you're chasing that dream uh you know and you don't you know you you know I didn't you know I had to make this work I didn't have like a plan b you know I didn't like you know and you know that can be the same for some people you know if you you know and that's maybe where you then end up can if you once you make it and once you've got this reliance and it becomes a bit kind of yeah it becomes a bit safe and a bit e- you know easier you know you're not worrying so much where you know if you're going to be able to you know afford your rent or you know or, yeah or, or whatever yeah, yeah you haven't got that pressure to want to keep on innov- innovating and, and staying on top of things you know at the moment we are and and that's what I I think I've just got to be kind of mindful of. And maybe it goes to the same for being a you know being a producer as well. Uh, mm. You know, is not getting too you know not getting too comfortable um, and and keeping up with with the kind of innovations and and yeah or, or you know or you never know where you know where it could go. Um, yeah, you
0: know. and you've got it. But I think as an artist, like you can look at labels in, in in like a number of different lights. But the two main ones are you've got someone that sees a label as their mum. And they basically sign up with them. Every tune that they ever release goes to that label, first of all. And then if they don't want it, I right, give it to Uncle Larry, which is his next, his next <laughs> label or whatever, you know. Or you've got, like, people Uncle that literally see labels as scout Uncle badges. Larry <laughs> Uncle
1: Larry recordings.
0: Uncle Larry recordings. Um, but, yes, yeah, so you've got the flip side where people almost see them as, like, their scout badges. And it's just, like, mm. to go in their email chain just to say that I've released with mm. X label. And then they use it to piggyback off to get gigs and stuff like that. Which one are so, you? I'm in the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sometimes no, no,
1: I go no, to Uncle Larry. Sometimes I stay with mum. You know, it's just, yeah, uh, it just depends it. on how I'm feeling. <laughs> but
0: um, it's a weird analogy, but I think No, no, you no. what I mean. It's like people like, but I, I guess more of a scout badge collector to begin with, because that was my way of realizing I was getting noticed. It was like work with this mm. label, that label, boom, 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 boom. boom. Mm. Whereas I'm at a situation now, where I want to build a family and I want to work with the right. This is, I'm really running with this analogy, but kind of work, <laughs> with, her, work with a few people that are. Um, you know, a couple of labels, two, three, four max, Mm. and then an EP um, a year with each one and start slowing down my (laughs) output and and that
1: sort of stuff. Zero, zero said, labels are notches on the bedpost. (laughs) 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 But it's interesting you say that because I do know a few guys, again, you know, that's the thing, I always do wonder, like, what is the right way to to do it? it? Because you do have, like, you know, some of these guys come through and they're very much like, you know, I'm I'm not gonna release with anyone unless it is of of a certain caliber, and then if I do, it's only gonna be with like one or two labels, and, and that's how I'm gonna start, and I'm gonna hold my bar onto that. Or you have obviously the route, which I think, you know, obviously you, you know, would arguably say, you know, you've kind of taken where you have played the field, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, and, you know, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, gone and released with a few different people. I mean, what would you say? I mean, how has your experience been with that? I mean, would you, what would you, would you advise producers to, to take that same route or do you think it's dependent? I mean, what would you say? It's you know? interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I I think,
1: I've, I've not asked that question so directly. I don't think on the podcast before. Yeah, no, but it's but, a good question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I I think honestly, because of the exclusivity contract that I had, which was basically my first load of releases with a deal, and I couldn't release anywhere else. Which um, label was I, this? I was Infidelity Records. Okay. I so, as uh... creatures, when there was the three of us, it was a, they were like a sub label of Runtings. Oh, okay, in the, right, they had the right, same right. label um, office and that sort of stuff. It was part of that family. So, basically, yeah, we become exclusive to them, and that literally. No fault of anybody who put the contract together or anything like that. Purely our own fault as creatures, as people who couldn't deal with the contract that we agreed to, mm. which is stupid. But it tore us apart. So as a result mm. of that, I kind of was really against only working with one label. So I had my own reservations when I went to to start working with other labels. So it was like, oh, no, I'm not getting tied down with anyone. That's not happening. I'm mm. going to work with whoever I want and the, the people that I want to. Well, it was more that there needs to be this calibre that's the lowest that'll go. <laughs> Basically, which, I don't know which is a load of bollocks, but you make it up in your head. Yeah, based yeah. off the other label, or it's, like, a, it's like, a, you like it's like it's like
1: oh yeah, a ranking chart. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it is. And I could probably go
0: through it, but let's like, not, let's you, not you know go through it. it we
1: don't we don't want to get cancelled.
0: <laughs> no, don't get cancelled. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so like you kind of go through through that, and then yeah, I just started working with that. And my experience with it is that some label managers are brilliant, some of them are knobs. Some of them are really exciting to work with and they're just as excited to work with you and some of them are just trying to fill their quota for the amount of tunes they need to put out and you don't want to work with those people. So mm. I'd say the best thing that I find now is anyone that I release with, I try and speak to them personally on the phone or get them on a Teams call or a Zoom chat or something and actually find out who they are because I don't like working with people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Basically, I've got to that mm-hmm. state. But I'm quite privileged to do that because you can't just start turning people down like oh can i phone you like my first ever tune that i'm going to release ever on a label can i phone you and sound out what you're like like <laughs> no you don't be not that even... upfront
1: about it but <laughs> no obviously not but i that's, think and it's that's uh not, i think it's you know, a solid know, but... uh no i think you know i think it's very i think it is really important because again you don't know i mean you're never to say that you can be fully sure but you can be more sure mm-hmm. with kind of like sounding people out and you know you do get you can i think you can
0: get a sense of of
1: what someone's like or if there's red flags starting to
0: appear uh with with there's ever more than one web you know. red flag you need to rethink because mm, mm. one's enough to go uh, two's enough to go no <laughs> it's as simple as that mm, and with stuff mm. like that and then when you start digging you know you'll find out a few more and stuff like that if they're coming <laughs> apparent immediately you know whatever they are so you, but, you
1: wouldn't you wouldn't change anything that you you've done you wouldn't go at it from a different perspective would you say that there is a right or wrong way or do you think it is just personal preference or you know depending on what you want to do do you do you look at other people that have done that and go oh i wish i'd have done that i wish i had just started at label x that is in the top tier and then no i
0: don't think so and i think the reason is is because you know that whole when you start at the bottom and you get there you appreciate it if you drop your first tune on like even if if i drop my first tune, this is my first load of tunes now at number two in the charts i tell you what my head would be out there i'd be phoning telling people to move out the way do you know who i am but because (laughs) i've like had to go through all of the struggle to get there and i've dj'd to an empty club at room two, hundreds of times, you know, and just like I've yeah. played the jump up gigs, you know, and had and had arguments with MCs, but there's <laughs> no one in the room, bro. Shut <laughs> up. It's like, yeah, but I'm on your set. It's like, oh, I'll just unplug your mic then, and then like try and get jumped in the backyard by a bunch of jump up MCs or whatever. And it's just like, this is this is fantastic. That's 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 you know, that it. tier doesn't exist anymore by the looks of things from lockdown. You know, a lot of us that had to do that side of things are going to get some decent gigs out of um, out of this, which is brilliant. Mm. Seeing some of the lineups that are being released, there's some people that are playing some pretty hefty festivals for their first gigs, either ever or back or whatever. So it looks yeah. great.
1: Yeah, I think Jarfield I think she's. I think she's going to be like. I think her her first gig is like Hospitality in the Woods. I don't think she's yeah. ever done another. She's not going to be playing that. She's not going to be playing those room two sets. Uh, no, that's it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, if you want to come and do a dingy room two to no one apart from the person thrown up in the corner who needed help, then give us a shout. <laughs> I can sort that out for you. I might,
1: I might just, I might just book a night and make sure no one turns up. <laughs> no one just turns so, up. just so someone has the experience of DJing to an empty yeah, room. You know what it feels like.
0: You know what it
1: feels like to have your self worth completely questioned.
0: <laughs> yeah literally as well you know yeah, yeah and you're trying so hard to mix perfectly and you're like, why <laughs> at least I, I could just stop <laughs> playing two, right now two, and it wouldn't make any people.
1: difference yeah <laughs> the
0: security guards are enjoying it <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: oh dear
1: although i'd rather have that than have nothing at all I'd rather have that exactly than at all. no no it's a good
0: place to start it's great fun and doing it in bristol it very quickly become a couple of hundred people you know um yeah. And a lot of it, if you play at the right party at the right time, you might play in front of that anyway. Mm. You know, I, you know, the free party scene around here. I don't know what it's like in Brighton. We go out to many raves. Uh, I've
1: not been a big free party uh, geezer. I mean, it. it we did have... Uh, I think we still do have a reasonable scene. There are a few sound systems and stuff from it. But I think the police are quite, like... They're quite militant around here. There's not a lot of, like... There's not a lot of space that you can just like disappear off and, and do that right, kind of yeah. thing, you know. And I think they so, do, but it, it crops up. It's not been my, you know, my, my, it wasn't my route into the scene at least. And I've always just yeah. been i I've always just been kind of club, club kind of person. I've done a few, but.
0: Did yeah. you have a Project X type house party? Isn't that where you come from?
1: I did, yeah. My first, <laughs> <laughs> my first event was a was a house party, which was essentially a free party rave in a <laughs> in a house, and it didn't. It went terribly wrong. Uh, the whole house got destroyed. So that wasn't my best. The, what my first experience of that wasn't like you know I've seen what can I seen what can happen when you have people in a in an establishment with no rules and no like no regulation like.
0: yeah out of control
1: that can get uh but yeah yeah yeah
0: no it was my it was my sort of way into the scene really it's where i started was um playing down black steps and bar Ford when i was about 13 sneaking up to three parties (laughs) but i was gonna (laughs) say
1: you so you are like a proper west country you're born in in Bristol. you're cornish
0: yeah mate Truro, isn't
1: it? Truro, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I do, again, this is this is more this is more Harvey Creatures facts that uh, that I didn't I didn't know.
0: Yeah, no, I moved from Cornwall when I was about four or five, so I've been okay. in Bath, Bristol area my whole life. But I've only been in Bristol since well, come back from Essex. <laughs> so about about three years.
1: Well, you've only been back yeah. in Bristol for three years. Yeah, oh,
0: before okay. that, I didn't really, I didn't actually live in Bristol. I was in Bath. Right, okay. But so, um, yeah, not far, not far away at least. No, and but I'm actually from really, like, I went to school next to Dam out near like Melksham and Corsham and those sort of areas, devices. Big,
1: big up the Melksham.
0: Yeah, big up the Melksham crew. It's a small, it's a small world, it's a small scene mm. in that respect.
1: Yeah. And Bristol's going all right? Like, are you enjoying Bristol?
0: Yeah, I love it. It's brilliant. My life's been, you know, apart from last year, where lockdown and a couple of things happened you know i I don't think i've ever really said i've not been happy you know which is amazing so um you know for for me my life since i got to bristol has been uh, everything that i've got ever wished for is around me mate i I love my life so
1: well mate that's good that's amazing to hear i mean and uh you know i think i think you know obviously you know being in in an environment like that i can imagine kind of Pushing you further and pushing you on, uh, you know, and having just that network there, uh, I get I think- more gigs in London. <laughs> you get, more- <laughs> yeah, I get, like you- my style down there. It's all like um, you need to make some four corner rollers, mate. That's what you need to do.
0: I think well, we we'll try, don't we? With who knows, but um, maybe you'll get, famous. maybe you'll
1: get some more bookings in Bristol then.
0: Maybe, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be where it is. But um, yeah, no, most most I get a lot in London. A lot in London, um more so than, than Bristol. I just think that they've got a bit more of the minimal kind of gang up there. But um Right. That's interesting. Changing now. It was I was only really starting to properly get into my gigs really before I just before we got locked down. It's not my first year of Properties. properly gigging. Right. Yeah. Um and I think, you know, the last set I played, I played in between Brian G and Fabio. So Damn. you know, I was doing all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um well I guess that's it. You
1: know, obviously the, the kind of uh the success that you're you know, obviously having, you know, you you really you know, really established yourself and put your name out there as, as a real well I mean, you know, been one to watch. I you know, you've kind of even I think moved on from that now. Um and and yeah, you know, the rewards uh you're going to see them, undoubtedly, uh, you know, now with this kind of, with stuff finally coming back and, yeah uh,
0: you know. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Yeah. I've never left the country either, mate. I'm gagging.
1: So if anyone wants to book Harvey Creatures for an international show, he is, he is taking bookings right. right now.
0: Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'll swim if I have to. <laughs> I'll get a rubber
1: dinghy. I'll get a dinghy over. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad it. Paddle
0: yeah. it. <laughs> to france yeah. Yeah. yeah film document the whole thing and then sell it on sell it to netflix
1: <laughs> yeah no no i i, I could see that working <laughs> all right well look man i think um i might well uh i might well just about sort of wrap it up there i think we've kind of like spoken spoken spoke, spoken we've just Rhythm. about we've <laughs> just about spoken about quite a bit um yeah. is there anything else you'd like to say or anything else you'd like to big up or, or... Anything to end the show on?
0: Um, just big up to everyone buying the EP, man. I can't believe it's sat number two. It's just absolutely incredible. So, um, you know, just shout out all of you lot um, that are buying the EP and supporting it and playing it and, and doing that. And obviously all of the Patreons. Shout out the gang.
1: There you go. So if you can, there you go pick up a copy of the Creatures Gonzo Transmission EP? Uh, do also go sign up to Creatures Patreon. I have popped a link into uh, into the chat, uh, and also for for Jesse, <laughs> come to the come to the Bosh event, uh, <laughs> which is going to be happening on May May the third bank holiday. Creatures and zero zero percent Bosh. Uh, I'm going to be there, so you know if if that's going to sell it to people even more. <laughs> I mean that may that may put everyone off now. They'll be like, oh fuck! I was gonna go, but he's that is gonna be there. I'm definitely I'm definitely not going. Um, but no, I look forward to that, and um, and obviously, yeah. well, we'll be able to you know be able to obviously hang out and hopefully have like a little bit of a you know have a proper catch up in real life, uh, which will be good. And yeah, man. you know I'm enjoying to you know continue to see you know your your rise in the scene and see what's. What's coming next? Have you got anything coming next that you can tell us about, or or um, any super secret just to finish off, finish us off? Yeah,
0: yeah. I kind of briefly mentioned I've got an EP coming with Intrigue, um, which is obviously liquid, so it's a bit different from me. But that'll be coming soon. Um, other than that, I've done a big, like I, I love it. I say a big remix. It's a real big remix for me. <laughs> but um, uh, I've remixed one of Phil's tunes called Addiction. It's one of my favourite tunes from from like him from a little while ago cool um so that's going to be coming out sometime soon and and yeah um there's obviously more music and stuff there's a tune with Ben verse coming out on rebel music which i'm really enjoying writing another big project there but
1: you probably got the next dub wars coming background again soon
0: oh yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) so we literally had the initial conversation today so we were looking at the um at the dates basically so okay. um i'm trying to work out who we want who we want in dub wars so um you know if anyone watching this thinks they've got the uh, got, got the, the minerals
1: we've got the kahunis the
0: <laughs> then drop uh, me a message um but yeah okay. obviously yeah, going to be hitting a few people up shortly about that stuff and getting that going. I yeah. think I probably shouldn't be saying this, Ben.
1: Ben's going to <laughs> be in your inbox now.
0: Why are you telling everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you you better curate a lineup now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: you're doing it all. You're doing it all. Well, like, if I if I have if I have a think, if I can think of anyone, or I could put it, you know, put it into a couple of guys, maybe. Uh, speak yeah. to anybody that might be might be interested but yeah it all sounds oh mate, it all sounds really really uh, exciting and mate honestly just uh you know so happy for you and you know so so gassed at how well the ep is doing uh yeah. so you know massive thank you for for that ep man um
0: yeah thanks to you for the opportunity um i know it was, uh, it was a long process but we got there again <laughs> yeah. i've been sending new tunes for like two years like do you like that one you're like uh, yeah just, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, no then she's <laughs> not having it <laughs> We got there. We got yeah, there. That's got important. There. It's worked out for the best. 100%. Like I said, right time. So it's all good. But look, thanks for having me on, mate. And, um, yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, you know, thank you to everyone that has been watching. Uh, as I said, do go buy the EP. I'm not going to say anything else anymore. anymore. Uh, I'm going to be back again very soon, I'm sure, as live streaming seems to be my life at the moment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cheers. Thank you very much, Harvey, for coming on. Um, yeah, big cheers, up to, to everyone uh, for today's. Show. Big up, guys. Big up.